This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. I don't know how much of this I left in, but... Motherfucker. This, this, this was the moment that we discovered we were talking into the wrong part of the microphone this whole time. You know what? I thought a microphone was just supposed to be like a microphone. Apparently not. Not like a tiny hole. You have to choose the right hole of the microphone to speak into. We have been moving our equipment up and down, back and forth, through this whole room, various places, on the table, on various tables, holding our heads certain ways. This sounds like weird sex positions. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out we just needed to talk into a different part of the microphone. (laughs) Talk into a different hole, Jennifer. Okay. Um, Here we are. (laughs) Thanks for hanging in with us, guys. I'm the only one who's hanging in with you right now, Jen. Uh, I mean, the people who ultimately oh, yeah. are listening to no. this. We're, we're getting it. We're getting it. It's good. Um, it's good. How do I sound? You sound good. Um, so do you, but I can't hear what you sound like. You I, know. I feel like this is still weird that I have my back to you, but it's cool. I'm going to get... <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Just gonna get. I'm gonna get the sound dampening equipment. People are gonna come over to your house and be like, "What is that in the corner?" No, it's our recording studio. It's our teeny. I feel like I legit feel like. um, Oh hi Lloyd. (laughs) Oh hi Mark. Um, I legit feel like uh, the clubhouse that they build in um, uh, the Thanksgiving episode that we talked about. They build a clubhouse in a Thanksgiving oh, no, episode? Oh, sorry. Uh, Halloween. The Halloween oh. episode when they get caught. In- oh, the one with Millie Frock? Yeah. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah. So we're building ourselves a cardboard fort. We are. And it's a, or it'll be like um, um, the tween entrepreneurs. Preneurs? No, 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 So yeah. Anyway, that's happening. Um, I know that, I know that we tend to talk about you know, how tired we are and how sick we've been and, and all God of that. God in heaven, Jesus, and all the angels. <laughs> but what I'm so going to say right now is that this was a very trying day for me. Me too. Extremely. For different reasons, we both had trying days. But the fact that we just figured out that the hole in the microphone that we're supposed to speak... <laughs> is that is that making your entire day better? I mean, no, but it does feel somewhat like redemption. You like gotta, you like maybe win. maybe the universe doesn't want my head on a stake. It it wants your It wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. It's true. That's that is a true statement. <laughs> um how many fucking holiday parties does your company have anyway? 3. Jesus, why? Um because <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, four actually, because I have my holiday party that I do for my people who report to me. Right. And then, uh, we, we do this thing called Thanksgiving ain't over yet. That happens after Thanksgiving, you know, before, as the winter holidays are starting. Okay. And then there is, uh, our divisions, uh, Christmas party, which was yesterday, and then there's our company Christmas party, which was today. Jesus. Yeah, it's... I mean, I mean it's festive and it's nice no, that they're... I mean, they fed us steak. Um, 
it almost this this setup, this new setup that I don't think we need to do anymore now that we've figured out which hole to talk into. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think I should try and turn? I mean, you still sound richer than I do. I can't figure out why, like, what is echoing for me. Oh. Um, I don't know. Anyway, this is fine. Well, I just, it it almost feels like when you were in grade school and the boy liked you and you would, like, turn your head to look at him and he would, like, move his head away, but he'd kind of look at you out of the corner of his eye. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> it's it's like that. I'm like, hey, girl. Because I can turn my head and talk to you. What's up? I'm looking at you. But I just get the side of your head. I was going to say I'm Jimmy Jr., but I hate that fucker, so I'm not Seriously? Jimmy Jr. It was funny. One of, the, one of our friends on social media posted that Jimmy Jr. looks like he works at Walmart. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> And it's true. He dresses like he works at Walmart. He really does. That, what is up with that vest? I keep telling this. So Chris is a fan. Chris the Archivist is a fan of the vest. And I said, you have to be very careful that about, you're not the Jimmy way, Jr. Yeah, about the way that you style the vest mm-hmm. because you could look like, like a, like a, a poker dealer. Mm-hmm. You could look like a waiter. Mm-hmm. You could look like Snow, the rapper, yeah, the rapist. Yes. From the the 90s? That guy. Do you guys remember Snow? I remember him. One time I got into a Wikipedia spiral about him, which is... Really? What did you learn? It was super short, but like... (laughs) It wasn't... It was more more of a turn than a spiral, really? I kind of turned left a little bit, and I was like, oh, the end. No, it was just about how he was just so incredibly in jail all the time. So... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I never knew this about Snow. Yeah. What for? I, I, drugs. I don't know. He He's an insane person. Really? I mean, have you listened to his music? I mean, Informer. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the only music of his I've ever heard. Licky boom boom down. A licky boom boom down. Guys, if you haven't listened to Snow, go find Informer. Just, just that one song. Please don't go any further. I mean, yeah, it, I don't even know if he has other songs. It's Well, he had to. He had an album, right? I have no idea. Okay. I Maybe. couldn't swear to that in court. All I know is it's a very catchy song and then it gets stuck in your head. And the thing is, most of the time people don't know any of the lyrics except Informer and A Licky Boom Boom Down. It's true. So, But it's so catchy. Really catchy. <laughs> Super. Damn it. Okay. so Isn't he like Canadian or something? Um, I think he's somewhere... I think he's European. Oh, Ma- really? Maybe not Sweden. I don't... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Too soon. It is. I'm sorry. Um, I noticed that you keep hitting the cord of your microphone. Know, Can I'm you try- hear it in the headphones? Yes. I'm just trying to figure out. I know. I know. I know. I just want to make sure I'm still talking into the right hole. <laughs> is this working? Hold okay. on, you guys. Cool. This is real life. We're good. Um, How's that sound? Ooh, that's... Oh, God damn it. That's even better. I wish I'd been here. How do... How do I sound? You sound great. Do I need to come up more? No. I Like I said, I still hear a little bit of an echo on my voice, so hopefully echo. it sounds okay. But um, Okay, hold on. I'm moving my microphone one more time. Dude, for reals, it's like we're talking about really strange sex positions. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. How's this? There. Yeah, you sound great. Are you sure? Yeah. Would you lie to me? No, I wouldn't. What did you Will do? Will you please? Wait. I just turned it a little. Make it make it like that for me. <laughs> Hold on. I don't want to be alone. I want to be with you. How is it? Is Yours it looks exactly the same right. as mine. We're good. We're good. Do you want to put your back more to me? Nope. I'm done. Do you want to put your back now. into it? Nope. I want to back that ass up. 
<laughs> this is that kind of and show. And your dog's getting your face, mm-hmm. getting his face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you're tired because you had 100,000 holiday parties, one of which occurred today. Yeah. And a variety of other things, including trying to get ready to go on vacation. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. What a very time? long way away. I just realized Lloyd is here. What time are you taking? In the morning. Oh, okay. I thought your flight would be really early. Nope. We leave it at, at it takes off at 11.55. Oh, that's tomorrow. That's nice. But, um, in, in... So we so we can't drop him off at at uh, Mark's sister's who is watching Lloyd until I I a certain time I don't know whatever works with her schedule right so I said to Mark um maybe we should drop him off tonight so that we're not late and Mark immediately shut that shit down yeah it's one hundred didn't dude. no consider it and and he's right he's right yeah. It's too weird when he's not here. That's what I was going to say. It is motherfucking weird when your dog is mm-hmm. not here. Mm-hmm. So, um, motherfucking I'm s- weird. I'm sorry. Especially when you're emphatic and you're, you're talking to me <laughs> and you're not looking at me. It's, it's even I weirder. I feel like I should turn around. Well, I mean, we could try it. No, no. But you could always just get back in this position if it doesn't <laughs> work. Come okay, on, let's try we it. We really have to stop talking about this now. No, we're done. We're done. We're doing this. <laughs> this is this is it. I'm committed. Okay. We'll figure. We'll, we'll do it live. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to everybody's house and do it live. Okay. Should we start? Please. Okay. Well, hi. Hello, friends. It's Pod's Burgers. I'm Brittany, and I'm Jen, and we're here to talk about some Bob's Burgers shit. We are, and we're talking into the right hole. <laughs> We're in the right position right now. I think that's going to be the new podcast tagline. Talking to the right hole. Talking into the right hole. Oh, yeah. I like it. Let's Since do it. Since 20... When did we start this? 17. 2017. Are you sure it was 2017? Because I feel like it was Christmas 2016. Or Thanksgiving Mm-mm. 2016. It was 2017. Because our year right, anniversary right, right, was... Right, 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 Thanks, cool, Louise. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, we got yeah. it all so wrong. So today we're going to be talking about UFO. No, you didn't. Yes, I almost said shouldn't. <laughs> UFO. No, you shouldn't. No, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm going to try and be on as much as I can. Um, Chris, the archivist, had surgery today, so um, I feel- HIPAA violation. <sighs> Actually, no, you didn't. Say I was what like, it was. I'm. Mm, I think that only counts if I Shh, am. A, you don't know HIPAA. Shh. I know HIPAA better than you. I work in the medical industry. You dick bag. <laughs> I used to, and I'm not a dick bag. Okay, you're not a dick bag. I'm sorry. It's just I feel okay. like I feel like I've been running around for a thousand zillion years, and my hair is sticking up. Oh shit. Sticking a ball between because I've just been trying to find stuff for him to eat and make sure that he's comfortable. And sounds like a dream. What? Where you're just like running around and you're trying to find food, but you can't find food. It sounds like you had a bad dream. Usually, my bad dreams that are like that involve me trying to somehow bathe, but nobody will let me bathe. And then mm-hmm. when I try to go bathe, mm-hmm. the shower's weird. <laughs> so nah. you know how 
you're not you're just gonna leave that the shower is weird well i mean i get how dreams work yeah it's like the knobs don't won't work yeah or, they don't or make like sense like or, a fucking tree is yeah. coming in through the top yes. yeah I, yes. yeah that's right um you know how people have dreams where they're naked in public yes i used to have those i don't think i've had one in a while that i can remember but um whenever i had them my breasts were always ginormous and conical. Oh my God, I swallowed just <laughs> like Also sexual like, sounding, but I just took a drink of wine. Like the Madonna, yeah, you know? Yeah, except, from except you're not wearing a whatever bra. Whatever tour. Yeah, except it's, a, it's my actual boobs. And the ends are always like, like, like black. Lasers. Oh. No, like, like they have... Um, I really wanted it to be lasers. Gangrene. Oh, God. I don't know why. Jen. And I'm always like, I've got to get these things covered up in my dream. <laughs> just just those? And I'm so... Well, that's what I'm focused on because they're so huge. I was going to say, maybe if you could see past them, you'd have also like mm-hmm. a conical... Yes. Yes. Area. But it's like in the whole, you know, in the dream, I'm always like, oh man, I'm so embarrassed. And I feel like, um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I guess I explained it pretty well. <laughs> Why did, how did we get on this? Uh, oh, it sounds like a dream. Yeah, okay. I Anyways. was just trying to figure out if I could make this come back to Bob's Burgers, but I can't. I can't. That's always your job. I know. I'm failing you. I keep hitting the... Um, Don't. The, the cord of my microphone, too. Can you hear it? Nope. Okay. Hold on. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> I could totally hear that. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm leaving it in. Uh, Okay. So I do not have any housekeeping other than to say that we never talked. I I, I mentioned in the um, Better Off Sled episode. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Brittany. I was just giving her some sexy side eye. Go ahead. Um, I mentioned in the Better Off Sled episode that I had taken notes of all the details in Better Off Sled, yes. and then we never went back and talked about it. But yeah, that's yeah. not the episode we're talking about today. No. But so I if feel you guys like, want to hear about those, yeah, let it, me know. Or put it on um, yeah. one of the social medias. Well, that's that what I mean. People if they, love if, a list. If people want to hear it, I'll put it on social media. If not, yep. no big deal. It's, that's my only housekeeping. What about you? Um, Did you find anything about... St. Michael McDonald. I did not. Um, I was going to say, though, that... Actually, a couple of things. Um, I talked about how... um, uh, I think I talked about how one of our listeners contacted us on social media and asked about a specific thing we talked about in one of our prior episodes. And I said, I am absolutely going to come back to you on that. Um... He's asking about an episode like clear back in like episode 11. So you guys, I'm old and I can't remember that far back what the conversation was. So that's a lot of episodes ago. And also, I mean, this is going to shock you guys, but we don't go back and listen to our old episodes. Honestly, no. (laughs) Um, So I need to go back and listen to that episode and know specifically what it is that you are referring to, Jeremy. And I will definitely let you know the answer to your question about Dragon Ball Z. Because Very important. It's, it's, a part of, it's a part of my life, and I feel like it must be addressed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, there's that. Um, and then the second thing, it's kind of an... Uh, it's, it's really... 
I feel like it might not even be important to mention, and you could probably cut this part out, but um, I've just been, I've been thinking a lot about it and I feel like I, I, I could be overly sensitive, but I just wanted to say this, um, in the prior episode, we were talking about, um, uh, mandatory napkin and I said that it was particularly important for her to own that because that's something that cis women by and large deal with their entire lives. And I, I specifically said it that way because I wanted to make sure that I acknowledged that there's an entire demographic of women who are not in that cis category. Mm-hmm. And, but it felt, the more I thought about it, almost like I was excluding them because that experience isn't the same. So I just wanted to, to point out that that was not my intention. Um, and I just feel like it's really important to make sure that we're talking about um, groups as a whole and, and be a little bit more inclusive when it comes to things like that. So Yeah, I think that that's, I think that's really nice that you thought about it. I, I was actually impressed that that came so... Uh, immediately and naturally to, to, to say cis women when you talked about it. And I think I I get what you're saying, but I think it, it would have been worse to not acknowledge that it's cis women. And that's why I feel like I, I, I don't regret saying that. I just feel like I could have probably been a little bit clearer when I was talking about it. And plus there are cis women who never have to deal with that either. And that's a, that's a difficulty for them or, or maybe it's a relief. I know that, you know, I, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, I don't know if that's TMI, but I don't. And it's, it's wonderful for me, but, um, I, I think it's kind of a, a, a huge part of, um, culturally even mm-hmm. being quote unquote a woman. Mm-hmm. So to say that is very true. Yeah. To say that there's an entire group of women that don't get to experience that. It's just, I wanted to make sure that I, my intent was to include, not point out the huge differences. So mm-hmm. anyway, that mm-hmm. was all my, I mean, and it's important to acknowledge that, um, Trans women uh, have <laughs> so much that they deal with. <laughs> exactly, and I think that was a thing. I mean, it was like I'm laughing because I'm not. I don't think it's funny. It's no. just it. It's just kind of mind blowing, and, and oh yeah, you know, it feels ridiculous. Like to even if you say had to deal with that on top of everything else you deal with, mm-hmm. good God, yes. So yes, we love you. We love yes. all women of all all everythings. We, so. we love. And all men of all everything, and, and and all other genders that are not men or yep. women that are yep. non non binary. Yep. You know, we like guys. Everyone, we like people. And by guys, we mean people, humans. <laughs> I don't know. We love non humans too, so guys. We hard. love everyone. It's fine. It's fine. I said it's just you know whatever. That's we love you and thank you for listening. Yes. End of story. Um, it's something way way less. Uh, gravity is how excited I am to see um, our sound spiking again. (laughs) Oh, really? Because we were so far away before. Oh, my goodness. When I edited the last two episodes, I had to turn up the master volume as high as it would go, and it still was so quiet because we were talking into the wrong hole. (laughs) 
And and you had to make that adjustment for the intro and the outro because yes. you would have it turned up to like the proper and then when you get done with the episode the outro blows your hair off your head. And here's the thing. I know this is going to shock everyone, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, none of us do. So we I don't know what we're doing. I'm truly just winging this mother. All right. Anyways, should we... Um, yeah, let's do this shit. Was that the end of your housekeeping? Yep, that was it. That's all I got. Oh, Jen touched my knee. I can touch your knee again. She's sitting right next to me. She won't look at me, but I, she's sitting I, right I'm next looking. to me. I'm looking. You just can't see me looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see you looking. Okay. So you are giving the recap today. Yes, of UFO, no, you didn't. Or shouldn't. No, it's didn't. All right. Definitely. Um, so the there's actually... Um, Yep, there's just A and B stories. Sorry, we just rewatched Bobby Driver, and there's three stories in that one, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting it mixed up. So two stories um, going on in UFO No You Didn't. The first one centers around Tina and the science fair, and um, she gets assigned to be with... Um, Susmita. Susmita, who is... Who is adorable. Yes, she's voiced by Aparna Nancheria. I'm... Nanch- Okay, sorry. My notes are... Nancharla, I'm sorry. My notes are... Okay, mm-hmm. let me just... just got this part out. Okay. She's voiced by uh, Aparna Nancharla. I think I'm saying her name right. And she is also extremely adorable. Mm-hmm. You should check her out. She has done voice work for Steven Universe, which is a cartoon that uh, my son watched an awful lot of. He might still. And that one's another one of those... Um, very inclusive, um, speaks to non-binary, um, uh, also different types of gender roles. Um, it, it's it, it's actually a pretty intriguing cartoon uh, for for a cartoon, but it's very much kind of a fantasy thing that um, my son was really into. So she's done voice for that. She's done voice work for BoJack Horseman, and she has uh, made appearances on Inside Amy Schumer and a bunch of other stuff, and she's super cute. And I want Sosmita to show up more in uh, going forward because I know. she is so adorable. You know my favorite thing that Sosmita did? No. Her Morse code. I thought that was what you were going to say, but the way she did it, the the way they drew her little mouth. Oh, my God. I and, just and the little, the, the, the tone, yes. And the fact that they made the entire closing credits song about that mm-hmm. with them singing uh, with the Morse code. Uh, really awesome. So, anyway, um, so she's paired up with Susmita, and Susmita is super, super smart, and uh, Tina is not a good student, as we've established. So uh, Tina and Susmita are trying to come up with ideas for their science fair project, and Susmita is very nice to Tina because she wants to talk about peanut butter because it doesn't have butter in it, so what's up with that? And Susmita wants to create a radio telescope. Man, I just seriously got the biggest girl boner for Susmita right now for, for that. Yeah, so the note that I made is that I cannot believe how much the dynamic between Susmita and Tina is you and me. (laughs) You think? I can't believe it. I seriously, there were so many moments where I was like, yep, that is Brittany and me. Because it's not, 
I don't believe that Tina is dumb. No, in I the don't same way so that either. I don't believe that I am dumb. Right. We just have a different way of approaching the world. Right. And I, I wouldn't say peanut butter. What's up with that? Like that wouldn't be my thing. No. But I wouldn't want to go like full sciency for the science fair. Yeah. I'd want to be you like, would, it's got to have a hook. Like it's got to draw people in. It's got to do something speak to the common man. And, you know, you would do something like some of the other stuff that the kids did um, with their boards. And it showed the <laughs> I love Tina's comment. Looks like some parents got involved, but oh, yes. whatever. Yes. Um, like the overpopulation one or the bees one. I mean, I totally would have been on board to do the bees one. But yes. Dude, a radio telescope is just like the shit. Yes. But so Smita is so tolerant of right. Tina's shenanigans in the same way that you are so to- tolerant <laughs> of me. Like if I, it, okay, let's say I did come up with peanut butter. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Which let's be clear. Mine would be a way more flashy. Oh, it would have sure. a theme. It would, that's you, just me. And you would really actually, I mean, you were not a huge fan of doing schoolwork, but I feel like no. a science board is kind of up your alley because yes. it is very markety yes. kind of stuff. But if I threw out some kind of a project like that, and you had this idea for this really good one, like Susmita did, you would, you would walk down the road with me on mine. Right. You'd be like, well, you know, I, I don't you. think it's going to work because of this. And then you'd be like, well, what if we did this thing instead? And then I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I will do the bubble letters. Yeah. I'm telling you, I can, it's you and me. I can tell you exactly what I would have done had it been you and me and you brought up something like peanut butter. I would have said, let's find out a way to do them together. Yes. That's totally what I would have done. So it's so true. So anyway, Sasmita and Tina decide they're going to make this radio telescope and then they decide. um, So Sasmita is explaining the whole process to Tina where they want to use the radio telescope to listen to the sun. And if they got something even stronger, like a a giant, uh, satellite dish, which they do get because, uh, Teddy had been, was he demoing? He was demoing. He was tearing down like a bar. Oh, anyway. it was a sports bar. Yes. 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 And so he had that and he wanted, he wanted to use it to watch hockey, but this one's even better. Yeah. So they have this giant, um, satellite dish and they decide they want to listen to planets and everything. And I, I just need to tell you guys that if you have not gone to the YouTubes and listened to planets and the sun, the sounds that they make. And by sounds, I Mm -hmm. I kind of put that in quotes because behind me, I just know Jen's doing this thing that she does when she knows I'm going super nerdy. No, I'm not because I actually uh, listen to the sound of uh, various platter. Platters? Platters. They make sounds. <laughs> Various planets mm-hmm. as white noise to go to sleep. You know the one that I'm pretty sure you don't listen to? Jupiter? No. Saturn is a fucking bitch. Saturn really? is like Saturn screams. Oh, maybe it that's is, the one I was thinking of. It is of. super crazy creepy. So I don't know what I'm listening to. It might be stars. All I know is that it's um, celestial sounds. Right. So... And the whole point of it is, and the reason that I said you were making that is, of course, there aren't actual sounds coming off of the planets because they're out in a vacuum. But 
the okay, the, the waves <laughs> the waves that you anyway I won't go into it a lot but that's there's a there's a reason why you're able to translate the waves coming off of planets and the sun and other objects into sounds that you then can listen to mm-hmm. and that's why Saturn mm-hmm. screams here she goes day four day ball that's it so, um, I have so much to say about this episode. Do I the know, recap. I know. Okay, sorry. So um, anyway, they decide that rather than just listening, they want to send out a message and see if anything's out there. And Henry is in their class. and Henry Haber. He, he was first introduced in Carpe Museum. Yeah. And he um, has a doctor's note that says he cannot work with other people, so he's doing his science fair project by himself. And he, is, he decides that they should not and cannot reach out to aliens because the chances are that they are out there and they are wanting to wipe us out. And Tina is much more optimistic and says, you know, what if they want to help us? So she really wants to reach out to them. So they figure out a way to send out a message. They use Morse code as kind of a, a Rosetta Stone to teach the aliens their language and, um, Henry knows that they're going to do this, so he bribes um, Louise and Jean into helping him sabotage their science project by patching it into his laptop, and then they pretend that they're the aliens sending the message. Louise and Jean are so easily bribed with frozen yogurt. From That's yo. the same thing that happened in Can't Buy Me Math. Oh, that's right. And it was the exact same place, Froyo Mama, yeah. where they got the um, gift card. And I both love times. I love the fact that um, that Jean has a system for how to get around the weight of the toppings. Yes, you put in the rice krispies. Yes, it gives a crunch and it just doesn't add weight. Amateur. <laughs> I love that. So. Um, yeah, so it it's just how things kind of fall out that um, uh, Tina kind of ha- has her spirit broken by thinking that the aliens are going to destroy Earth. Um, there's this amazing scene where she thinks it's the last day on Earth because the aliens are contemplating whether or not they're going to destroy the Earth. So she starts running through the school and she does this disgusting slobbery kiss with um, Jimmy Jr., and then she runs into Zeke and also kisses Zeke. And I am telling you, Jen, Tina and Zeke forever. I have the same note. It is... Forever. So when Zeke was first introduced, I didn't love him. He drove Mark crazy. So any Zeke-centered episodes were ones that I just watched on my own because I didn't love him, but I didn't hate him. But the more that the... That the series has gone on. It's kind of like Courtney mm-hmm. for me. He's grown on both of us where he's so much more complex than yeah. you first realize, which is a ridiculous thing to say about Zeke. But then they, but the fact that he's talking to his grandma about the bees disappearing. Right. And, and I love the fact that they still blend it with him being Zeke. Like he still always wrestles Jimmy Jr. Yes. And I think that's hilarious. Yes. And, and I mean, he was the mad pooper. And he says things that if you listen to them, he's saying it in that dumb Zeke voice, but it's actually not terribly stupid. It's true. But also when he, when uh, Tina first runs up to him 
she accidentally knocks him down and he says, I must be a whoopee cushion because you just knocked the fart out of me. And the fact that she's okay with that, she grabs him and kisses him anyway. I, I think it's I think it's real, Brittany. And she's all, oh, what the hell? I love it. I think it's really real. And he's way into it. Uh, he absolutely is. Like He's like, he can't wait for the next apocalypse. Get it? Yeah, and Jimmy Jr.'s all fried about that, and I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, so then it it the end of the story is just that the denouement is basically Tina finds out because Gina and Louise feel guilty about what they've done, and they tell her, and then um, Tina and Susmita have a, a falling out because Susmita actually feels kind of her spirit is broken, and she feels like maybe it's better not to reach out to aliens. Um, but then at the end, uh, they have two different conclusions and they both get a good grade on the science fair because they actually did the science work. And even though they came to do two different conclusions, it was great. And in the meantime, um, Susmita is also trying to talk to Tina about this crush that she has on a boy, but she's too scared to reach out to him. And it turns out that that boy is Henry and they start talking to each other in Morse code at the end because Susmita confesses her feelings through Morse code. And um, Louise says, I hope the aliens destroy the earth right now, which is so you. I mean, yeah. Gross. So. But also adorable. I, I love it. And and they're do-do-do-do-do. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry is voiced by Jim Gaffigan, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just all about the voice actors. Mm-hmm. So I know you are. Um, but what am I? So the B story is... What is the B story? Coat racks. Coat racks. That's right. So Bob... I love this B story. And it's so weird. Bob, and it's so me. This is something that would happen yeah. to me and probably maybe has. Bob uh, decides... He, he mentions that he's always wanted a coat rack for the restaurant. And so he went online and he found um, a whole variety of them and he found a bunch that he liked and they were on sale. So he bought five of them and then he says, I can see them all in person and then return the ones that I don't like as much. And Linda is like, oh crap, they were on sale, Bob. You can't return things when they're on sale usually. And it turns out indeed he cannot. Then he opens them all up and they are miniature. Now I'm trying to figure out in what world you would need a miniature I actually wrote this down, and I know I could Google it, but I haven't. I wrote down, are kids' coat racks really a thing? Because <laughs> I've well, never yeah. seen a child-sized coat rack. Like the, the customer, when he's trying to sell them as part of a deal with the burgers, and yeah. the customer's like, if I have a baby and that baby buys a coat, yes. I'll be back to get a tiny coat I rack. I love that at first he asks if it's a model of a coat rack, because <laughs> the idea that they make a model of a coat rack to sell coat yeah. racks... But the way that Bob is so um, preoccupied with his coat racks and trying to get rid of them, like when Tina comes back from school and she's very emotional because she thinks that the aliens are going to kill everybody, Mm -hmm. um, she's talking about how grateful she is for things and how great the world is. And she loves her family. Yeah. And Bob is in the back working at the, at the, um, whatever. Grill. Grill. You know, whatever. Um, and he just reaches over and picks up a coat rack and is like, what about this? How do you feel about this? <laughs> like, 
Like it's apropos of nothing. No, and like, it's like Tina is not gonna buy the coat rack. Right, why is he showing her the coat rack? Like right fucking next to the grill. Like why does he have it next to the grill? Because he's so preoccupied. This is why I get this. But like I, I would be there with him. And I super love. I do love the one that looks like a real tree. That's sort of cute. Yeah, I mean, I think you know at the end he he. Well, finish the... Okay. So, yeah. So, he decides uh, now we need to get rid of these coat racks so that he tries various methods to try and sell them. So, as I mentioned, he tries to make it part of a deal um, when they sell burgers, and then he has a super sidewalk sale, and um, it starts to rain, so they go to bring in the the, the coat racks, and Jimmy Jr. has been out taunting them about Jimmy having... Jimmy Pesto. Ha- Sorry. Yes. Jimmy Pesto has been out taunting them about having these coat racks. And he's like, why do you need a coat rack? You can just put your coat on the back of the chair. And you know what's funny is the other day I woke up with the line that um, that Linda yells to him, the, the insult, except I couldn't remember the last part and it just popped into my head right now. Oh. Shove a fettuccine yes. in your in-betweeny. <laughs> Which is the taint, right? Yeah, I, I assume so. <laughs> Very earnestly. I can even tell just looking out of the corner of my eye. That's the taint, right? I mean, I thought a lot about it. <laughs> I love it. But it was running through my head forever because I couldn't remember the in-betweeny part. Yeah. Uh, it was driving me nuts. Anyway, um, so as it starts to rain and they're bringing in the coat racks, um, a group of people comes into Bob's restaurant where he's put the coat racks on some of the tables and they're, they're business people. And they're like, Oh, these are so cute. And he says, um, do you want to buy them? And she, they say, no, but we're going to put our coats on them. He's like, see, I told you people love coat racks. Then he sees customers going into Jimmy Pesto's and he (laughs) runs outside and screams at them that Jimmy Pesto wants them to put their wet coats on the backs of their chairs. So they come across the street cause there's coat racks. Um, Okay, here's the thing, though. I thought a lot about this. Jen's thought a lot about this. If I were about to go into a restaurant that, you know, maybe I felt pretty good about, but whatever, I, it, it's, it's just a restaurant I'm going to. Right. Um, and there was a, a man across the street yelling to me what Bob was yelling the way he was yelling it. Right. I would totally go to the other restaurant. I would too. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't committed to the one that you were going into, you were just like, whatever, it's food. Yeah. And especially because I lived in Seattle for a while. And I can tell you right now that when you're being rained on and even umbrellas, when you know you're going to a restaurant that has a place, like a little bucket, you can put your umbrella in. The umbrella thing. So it doesn't have to sit next to the table getting all wet on the floor or you have to like put it in your bag and it's going to get your bag wet. Like these are really serious considerations. Yes. If it were raining and I was walking around and I had a wet coat and they were like, Hey, we got a place to put that. And also in your in betweeny. And also you don't have to put it in your taint. And also we sell if somebody cheeseburgers. Yelled, you don't have to put it in your taint. And you're like fucking a. We I'd be like I don't. I don't. Here. I don't have to put it in my taint. You say? Holy shit! I'm headed over there. My world has changed. Just like when I found out I was talking into the wrong hole. The, yeah. I mean, when you talk into the right hole, it opens up a whole new world. It's whole it is a new world. Whole new world. All right. I got cheers. That that was really <laughs> fucking awful. Oh god damn it.
All right, cool. Um, um, so anyway, that at the end, the very end of the B story, they're so excited about bringing in um, customers because of their coat racks that they run out into the rain, and um, they being Bob and Linda, and Linda, and they kiss, and then Linda says, "Lift me up like in the notebook." <laughs> it's so good. And of course, Bob and her hair is all wet. Like it's the amazing. Notebook. It's amazing. I've never seen the Notebook, to be honest with you. But I've I know seen there's that scene. Oh, well, I've seen. I mean, I've never that, seen the movie. Isn't that on the cover? Is the raining and the lifting mm-hmm. and the That's kissing? That's why I've seen it. Okay, <laughs> so you've seen the not the scene, but the cover of the movie. I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but okay. yes. Okay, that's cool. Yes. That's I mean, I've just I've never seen the Notebook. It's just not come up. It's not my cup of tea. Me neither. So, but I don't. I mean, I don't feel like I would hate it like I do love actually. I, it's really hard to hate something as much as I hate love, actually. So good to know. Um, okay, so can we jump back to the A story? Yes, please. Okay, so there is another instance where I want to talk about how Tina is so me mm-hmm. <laughs> in this, and and Susmita is is the long suffering you, mm-hmm. and that is um, when they're trying to figure out the message that they're going to send to the aliens. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, well, first they're trying to figure out how to, uh, teach the aliens English. And Tina wants to know if they're going to have the aliens watch TV all day, like, like the mermaid and splash. Right. And then she wants to know if the, um, the, uh, message to the aliens, sorry, was that loud? I, I could just hear it in the headphones. It's okay. Um, if the message to the aliens um, can be about Splash or um, Tom Hanks and Turner and Hooch. And I mean, people who listen to this podcast. And you got mail. Did you say you got mail? And you got mail. Yeah. Um, that's true. Sorry, I left that part out because I hate that movie. Anyway. Uh, I've also never seen that movie. You're lucky. Okay. So people who have listened to this podcast, i.e., you, you, um, no, that's you. <laughs> that that is very me. I will have a moment where I'm like, and now we're gonna talk about Turner and Hooch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, though I feel like both of us do that to some degree. It's true. I just am particularly bad at it. And, bad about it. And also, I would like to apologize to you in advance for how much I'm moving my head around while I'm talking like this. I, I, am trying really hard to stay still. Why are you doing that? I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm animated by I talk. Anyway, Turner and Hooch, go. Um, and I cannot stress this enough, how much I, I recognize and I commend how you just come along with me on these things. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessarily that I, I mean, I am, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right you off the bat. You really enjoy it. No, I, here's the thing. I feel like there there may be a percentage of the time that I'm like, all right, maybe that wasn't worth it. <laughs> but and maybe hey. listen, <laughs> you have to listen to everything I'm saying before you hey. get sad. And maybe there are times that I'm I am being just tolerant, but I would say that a, like 99.99% of the time I'm like, this is going to be an adventure. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's just genuine curiosity about where we're going right now. Yeah. I feel like there's, um, to some degree there is just, uh, that's, that's having a conversation, right? Like 
you will hear. Okay. Well, having a conversation with us, maybe. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sorry, I hit my muff. Sick. Um, I kind of believe in the ph- the comedy philosophy of throw it all at the wall. And with whatever sticks. Some of it's going to stick. Yeah. Some of it's not going to land. Yep. But if you don't throw it out there, you don't know what the truly hilarious things are going to be. No, it's true. And so sometimes it can get weird. you all just coming along with me on that journey. And, and my favorite part is when it gets weird. And it, it might get weird. <laughs> yeah. It usually does. Yes. Um, so when Tina starts writing the message to the aliens... The stream of consciousness nature of that message. Yeah, and she's typing everything that she's saying. I didn't realize that until she's like, oh, wait, you don't know what bacon is. Yes. I actually, that's that's how I write. And then I go back and edit it. Because again, it's throwing everything at the wall. Because if you don't, and you don't open every door, it's A, not going to get weird enough. (laughs) And that would be... Tragic. It would. And B, you might leave something out that if you wrote it, maybe it's not right to begin with, but then it's it you rearrange something it. else. That's the way that I would always approach when I was um, getting my degree, and this is many years ago, but I still use that to this day when I have to write a difficult email or get a task done. And yeah. You just start I writing. I just start. And sometimes it is so agonizingly awful. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep doing it, then mm-hmm. you can go back to that first paragraph and pull things out and move them around and it works. Now, to um, be fair, Tina did not do that. No. She just wrote about bacon and pigs and but how they're not fair, going to be killed for, for meat. To, to be fair, Susmita doesn't give her the chance to revise her rough draft. That's true. Um which actually she was, she was again, very tolerant of that as well. She's like, well, maybe I should write it. And she's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. How about greetings from earth? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. XO. Sure. Um, I, I also forgot. Um, Tina talked about big. Yeah. Okay. I need to talk about this a little bit because what is the obsession with Tom Hanks Somebody who, on the writing staff is obsessed with Tom Hanks because we just rewatched V for Valentine Detta. Mm-hmm. Thomas Hanks. Thomas Hanks. In and big. the, you know, don't stick your head out the top of the limousine. And so, I mean, Thomas Here's the Hanks thing. is... I'm not... I'm not... Um, well, I can't say I'm not into Tom Hanks movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that he uh, did some... He's done some really amazing work. But yeah. he's also done a lot of things that I'm way not into. Like, I hate the movie Forrest Gump. Absolutely cannot stand it. Yeah. And I know it's beloved by a lot of people, so I apologize. But it's so problematic in so many ways that I cannot get into it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm the same way. I mean, all around. Yeah. The entire thing is problematic. And I think, I don't know, this is me defending Forrest Gump, but maybe that was the point was that that time period was so incredibly flawed in so many ways. I think you're giving Forrest Gump way too much credit. I think you're probably right. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, but Tom Hanks is known as being an extremely stand-up guy. Yep. Who cares a lot about 
um, the world and social justice. He loves his wife very, very much. They have a very solid and loving relationship. Um, he uh, cares a lot about our history and ensures that uh, the generations are educated in ways that they will consume the information through yeah. movies and documentaries. Um, he cares about the space program, the history of the space program, and the history of our military. So I can see where people would be way into Tom Hanks, even if you're not into his movies. Sure, but I mean, they, they just keep talking about his movies. It's, it's just odd. Yeah. Well, um, cultural reference. I I have also never seen Splash. It's weird that you say that because I wrote down I've never seen Splash and I wanted to talk about that we've never seen Splash. Never seen it. It's weird that this many years later, because we didn't, at least from what I can recall, the reason why we didn't see Splash when we when it came out was, do you remember the big controversy about her boobs? Yes. And Disney? Yes. Or whatever? Yeah, it was like this big deal that they had a, like a... A kind of a racy movie. Yeah. And of course... Is that directed by Ron Howard? I don't actually know. Um, I want to say it is. But... Um... It's weird that we've never... <laughs> Where did you go? Just sorry. <laughs> it's weird that we've never gone back and seen it now that we've been adults. Because, I mean, we're we're into like ridiculous movies. I know, I but I feel like I feel like I'm hesitant to go back and watch movies like that if I didn't experience them when I was younger because I have tried to get people who have never seen movies that I saw. Yeah. When I was younger, um Better Off Dead falls mm-hmm. pretty flat. Mm-hmm. Um most people who have never seen Big Trouble in Little China prior to it being released. That's a crime. I I know. But they just or even um Army of Darkness um, so, uh, Mark really likes this movie from, I think it's the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties called career opportunities. Hmm. It is a, um, oh, he wrote pretty in pink John Hughes. Okay. It's a John Hughes movie. And you know how John Hughes kind of, he was problematic a lot, right? But he also got, uh, he started fall pretty flat as he got older. So, I mean, he was problematic, but at least the movies had life. Right. Problematic life, but life. Right. And then he started doing things like Baby's Day Out, you know. Oh, my God. He did that? He did. Um, so I've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't either, but I know what it's all about. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he did this movie called Career Opportunities, um, that has uh, Jennifer Connelly, is that her name, from Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah, in it. Um, and it's about this kid who um, gets hired in a store that's like Walmart or Kmart. And he uh, moves into the store and decides to, you know, oh, sleep there or whatever. Isn't that what happens in Mannequin? Mm, no. He doesn't live in the store? I don't think so. Oh, it, it was just the Hollywood Montrose. I sleep alone these days too, but I'm not about oh, to advertise yeah. it. Go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, um, and then for some reason that I can't remember now, John, Jennifer Connelly ends up 
in there overnight as well. And it's about their, you know, shenanigans and adventures overnight in this store. And then these people break in and they're going to rob the place. And they have, anyway, it, it seems like John Hughes kind of had to have like wacky slapstick to go on. Um, he also did home alone. So, you know, that Holy sort of shit. cartoony yeah. s- sort of thing. And I just think the movie is awful. I think it's just one of the worst things I've ever seen. But Mark really likes it. Right. And it's kind of kind of a, a bone of contention between us because I dislike it so much. And I think it's because he watched it at the age that you would enjoy that kind of movie. Yes. And I did not. Right. But I don't... He also doesn't like the movie Hiding Out. That's what I was going to say. I think we <laughs> which I love. About, the John we talked Carter about Hiding Out, we and did. I, yeah, there's Pretty been a couple poison. of them. I mean, has he ever seen uh, Dream a Little Dream with you? No, but I know he would not I, like. That's it. what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it's especially those fringe movies that didn't. I mean, they're known kind of from a like a cult popularity. Yeah, um, but they're not considered true classics like some of the other. Hi, Lloyd. <laughs> What's up, buddy? It's time to say hi. He just came over to lick my shoe. Mm-hmm. That's a good boy. Okay, buddy, lay down. Um, lay down. Oh, sorry. Where the fuck were we going with this? Lie down, lie down, lie down. Hold on. Lie down. There he goes. I'm trying to teach him lie down instead of lay down. Good. Because I can't, I can't tell him to lay down, and he looks at me really weird when I say lie down. What are you talking about, lady? That's not English. Um, I don't remember how this all... St- oh, Splash. Yeah. We've never seen Splash. Oh, right, 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 um, Okay, so a couple of things um, that I just... Just some random things that I noted here. Um, I am very much like Tina. God damn it. I am very much like Tina in so many ways. Why did you just... Because I hit my... Oh. <laughs> I hit my cord. Sorry. Let's, let me start again. I'm very much like Tina in so many ways, but the fact that she just... I'm fascinated by the fact that she doesn't care about her academics. Like, she just does not even give a shit. I'm not fascinated by that because I'm that way. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the thing, though. It's such a weird blend of you and me in the awkwardness and yet in the not care academically. Because I was like, and still am, just like... I need to chill the fuck out about getting A's. And well, I need to be clear that for me, it was about um, the way that I learn and yeah. the way that I thrive. And I do not thrive in a structured environment. I, I feel very stifled by it. I am extremely self-governing and I always have been. So if you give me freedom and you say, this is your ultimate goal, do it figure out how you, to get there. Yeah, I yeah. will get it done. Every you know yeah. this about me. I yeah. will get it done, and I will get it done really well, and I will get it done before it needs to be done. Um, but if you tell me I have to be somewhere from this time to this time, and I have to do these five things in that time, I'm going to find every way out of that possible. Which is so funny because you're such a rule follower too. I guess I don't know. But I'm a rule follower when the rules make sense to mm, me. Okay. Then even if I don't agree with them, so if you're if like, they make sense to me, I will follow them. You're like a Rocket Raccoon when he says at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. But what if I really want it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would that make me? Chaotic good? 
Um, I think you'd be somewhere not Chaotic in the good neutral. realm. Yeah, you'd be in somewhere in the neutral realm. Yeah, I think I'd I'd be somewhere in the neutral realm as well, not chaotic. I like to think I I'm in the maybe I'm not understanding, but I like to think I'm in the good realm because if I understand the greater good, even if I don't agree with the rule, I'll go along with it. Hmm, then maybe it would be, which is why I was thinking chaotic good. This but is super. Sorry. Oh, has there ever been one of those charts done with Bob's Burgers characters? <gasps> oh my God. We need to make one. Let's do it. I know exactly who Chaotic Evil would be. <laughs> Wait, I mean, Fish Odor? No. Oh, Louise. <laughs> what like, was I thinking? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's so, true. Anyway, That's true. we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. You ponder this while you're out of town, and I'll just... I will. I'll have a, a chat with uh, with Chris, the archivist. Um, okay, so there was that piece. Um, <laughs> apparently, birds look at Jocelyn weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't birds look at everyone weird? Yes, and why do they always look at me weird? Um... The fact that the aliens are coming to Earth to harvest our penises. I mean, why wouldn't they? Well, that's what Gene seems to think. Doesn't that happen in um, Rick and Morty? No. No. um, Human penises are alien hearts. Yes. And so he wants Mm -hmm. to, he's Mm -hmm. asked to transplant his penis into like some. So maybe that's a weird reference. Maybe. I don't know. Um, The. Uh, the montage, the really brief montage they do, I don't know if it's considered a montage, where they send the message and then they have to wait a day for it to go out and then wait a day for it to come back. Yeah. With the, like the space noises. Mm-hmm. It was like turn up the, the Flash Gordon noises and put more science stuff around. Yep. Um, old school MST3K reference just there. This is the nerdiest episode I know. We've ever I'm so done. proud of us. I I'm know. particularly proud of me because I'm not particularly nerdy most of the time. Uh, but I'm the one who brought up chaotic good. You sure did. And I'm very excited to make this chart. Um, the science fair at the end is a total downer. Oh, I know. What was it? How is it, Louise? Oh, it is a, the science fair this year is a downer. Yeah. That's how she says it. The thing is, it's a downer. Because the world is a downer right now. It's just it's just legitimately reality. And I started thinking, is the world that much more of a downer right now? Or is it just that I'm more informed? I don't know. I always because, wonder that, Because, you know, the internet too. and everything, it makes yeah. it easier. But this is the one thing that makes me think it. I think it might actually be a real downer right now, is the doomsday clock is closer to midnight than it has been since the cold war. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say though, it's been, the, it's been closer. Has it? I don't, it has the cold war. Um, especially during the Cuban missile crisis yes. was the closest that it ever got to midnight. Yes. But what so. I'm saying is this is the closest it's yes. been other than that. And I think, I think, I don't know. I think the world is a downer in a lot of ways. And I think the more of us that there are on earth, the harder it's going to be to, um, to get along. And to be decent human beings. And I think that when you have this many people and they're grasping for any kind of goodness and kindness and um, comfort in the world, specifically comfort, they're going to, um, they're going to really continue to get kind of weird about their beliefs and 
have that weird gang mentality. Right. And I think that's just, it's, it's kind of nature. Yeah. But I still, and this, this is awful to think, but I still feel like we're no different um, in many ways than other species that when we become too overpopulated, we're eventually going to have to be thinned out somehow. And that's going to happen with disease and it's going to happen with a variety. I'm reading a book right now. <laughs> this is funny. <coughs> that's called the, um, the alchemy of air. And it is about the, um, the way that a particular, um, scientific process and invention allowed us to, um, have more nutrient, nutrient, <laughs> To have more nitrogen available to us than is naturally occurring in the world. And that's the reason why we can sustain, quote unquote, six billion people on this earth where the naturally occurring substance could only, um, we would have capped out our um, population just hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, there was just no way to grow enough food for everybody with the nutrogen. <laughs> Damn it. Why do you keep doing that? Because I want to say nutrients and nitrogen. With the nitrogen in, making up words. in the soil and needed for other things. Um, so, you know, scientific progress has made it so that we can have so many people. But um, was that really such a wise thing? I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing about um, scientific progress has kept people alive longer. You know, right? People with cancer and diseases and things that would have died off sooner. Now, that's not to say that that's a bad thing that people are being kept alive. I'm just saying that it it throws off the balance. I mean, it's not nature. I think it proves Tina's point. We need to figure out ways, not necessarily to simply contact other life, but to find somewhere outside of Earth to live. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. So, and we look forward to it. I, yeah, I, I actually had a, a debate when I was um, not able to sleep a few nights ago about if somebody said, hey, we've got this colony on Mars, would you go? Knowing that I would likely never come back. Wait, you had a debate with yourself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was a very lonely debate. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't going to wait, wait. Hey, Chris. Yeah. You want to talk about going to Mars? Debate so, me. Yeah. But I would, like, if they were able to, like, everybody talks about, colonizing Europa when the earth goes, um, everybody, everybody talks about that. <laughs> no, but that's one of the most common ones that comes up when the earth goes uh, red giant because it's going to consume, oh it's going to consume the rocky <laughs> inner planets and Europa has a very, um, uh, it has a climate that could be, uh, someplace that we could live. Um, it would be more like Earth-like. This is happening, so. you guys. Anyway, <laughs> Tina is right, and I believe in her, and I think it's wonderful that they did that. So. Yes. I mean, there are all these theories about um, aliens, um, and I, I would say, <laughs> and maybe I think this because my husband is way into alien shows, mm -hmm. I would say that a large portion of the scientific community would agree that there is life beyond this world. I, think I would that be shocked if that weren't the case. I, I believe that it, it uh, statistically speaking, that, yes. that is that it would be virtually impossible for there to not be. Other well, life. and it's the ultimate in ego to believe that we're all there is. Yeah. Like I just don't anyway, but there are and all I these. I hate the idea of that. I don't want it to be like no. that. Because then when we're done, we're done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, but there are all these theories about, (coughs) there are all these theories about, um, if the aliens are out there, why we haven't heard from them. And I mean, you, you, there are many people who would argue that we have and it's being covered up, but whatever. I mean, it it could be. I am not one of those people. Let me be clear. (laughs) The universe is vast. It's true. The the odds of us actually... Bob says that in uh, Gail making bobsled. Actually, he says the internet is vast. But anyway, go on. (laughs) That's not the same thing as... Nope. Did that just come back on? It sure did. It's haunted. Um... Yeah. So anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. But listen, I'm listening. So there are all these theories about why the aliens have not contacted us. And Henry's is one of them that is a, 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 a widely uh, bandied about mm-hmm. the, um, uh, what does he call it? The third, um, civilization. Yeah. But isn't w- it? Gene thinks it's, um, uh, type three. Type three. Yes. Thank you. Yes. He thinks it's a, a reference to diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. Um, but there are other theories like the aliens are aware of us and think that we are beneath them. And so they don't want to have anything to do with us. Or we're warlike and not worthwhile. Yes. There are the theories that they are waiting for us to progress more so that we can better understand them and not be so aggressive. Um, there are theories like that, one. that um, we live, uh, the, this part of the galaxy is not, um, it's not uh, desirable. So they just don't want to have anything to do Ooh, with it here. We like live, we live in a bad part of we town. We live in the slums. Yep. <laughs> It's super wow. interesting to to read through those uh, various yeah that is theories. actually pretty interesting. I mean, um, some of the alien stuff goes a little too far out there for me, but I like I, mean, yeah. I like that that borders on um, like theoretical kind of sciences that I actually really appreciate. And I know the hard sciences, the hard sciences being things that you can, can actually run experiments and prove. Right. Um, but I've always been fascinated with theoretical sciences. They're just totally so good. Is string theory a theoretical science? Because yes. I'm fascinated by string theory. Yes. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody's gone out there and like proven it, but it's usually things that you can only prove through mathematics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, which I just, uh, sorry, it just makes my stomach go all wombly. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Um, so Yeah. Anyways, so you have all know you don't. Um, I did or have, didn't. I don't. I didn't. Don't. <laughs> oh no, didn't. What is wrong with I me? Um, I did want to say one more thing about the bee story. Um, the the teeny tiny coat racks reminded me of how much I am, and I think we are obsessed with miniature things. Yes. So I remember. What do you mean you think? I I'm, I. You know. Okay. Um, but I, I remember my, my love of miniature things, I think started when I was younger. Um, I always wanted a really intricate dollhouse and, um, we got one that was adorable and wonderful and I loved it. And it was a, it was a strawberry shortcake dollhouse and it was great. Um, but I always wanted one that was like super intricate, like mm-hmm. sconces and shit. Mm-hmm. My friend Annie Moore, my best friend in second grade, had one. 
that had uh, ovens that opened and there were little cookie sheets inside that you could take out that had tiny little cookies on them. Fuck. That's like the best. Yeah. Um, But I remember we went to a, it was a library when we were younger and they had little display cases. I think sometimes libraries do that. Yeah. And they had dioramas and they had these teeny tiny chairs that were made out of wire. And I remember thinking, I must have this kind of stuff. This is the ultimate. So I went home and tried to figure out... It was akin to your putting cold cream on your face to be a mime thing. I wanted so desperately to be able... Because we didn't have money and I couldn't just ask mom and dad to go and buy me a bunch of miniature shit. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make it for myself like I always did. Um, But I was like, oh, I can make it with wire hangers. But of course, those are too hard to bend. No wire hangers ever, Brittany. No, we had them. So, you know, it would be a terrible, terrible scene. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I remember her name? Joan Crawford would Thank have hated you. our Joan house. Joan Crawford. <laughs> I was going to the actress who played her in Mommy Dearest, and I was like, that's not who that is. I mean, Faye Dunaway would have hated it, too. <gasps> no, I feel like Faye Dunaway would have been fine. Um, but anyway, it was just one of those things where, you know, when I saw the miniature coat rack, I was like, mm, I love little things like that. Mm-hmm. And it just took me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Maybe I'll just go buy a bunch of miniature shit. Yeah. Just whatever. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That was all I had to say about that. So. Okay. Well, I think I think that's everything. That is. We're done. We talked into the right hole for this entire time. I hope so. You I, were welcome, you guys. I really hope that this is not hard for you to edit. You don't know. You don't know the sweat and tears. No blood, but definitely sweat and tears that went into the last two episodes editing because Lots of, of the sweating. new sound. Yeah. Good night, you guys. Yep. Good night. Good night. Good night. And goodbye. <laughs> and we're done. Anyway, so um we're recording this before I leave on vacation. I will likely edit this when we are when I am on vacation and Do we will release release it um the week of Christmas, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but, um, but yeah. And then when we um, come back around, we'll probably do Bobby Driver. Yep. And then there's a couple of others that we we haven't done, and we can we can talk through that. But there's so much back catalog to talk about oh, until yeah. they restart. No, we yeah. I was gonna say we we fill up the spaces when there's no yeah active stuff. Yeah, it's fine. We fill up the in betweeny. We mind the gap. Stick a fettuccine in your in-betweeny. Okay. We stick a fettuccine in our in-betweeny. Yep. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're That's good. That's it. All that right. is all we got, you guys. Okay, well, we love you. We do. Have a happy Christmas. And bye-bye-bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is No Smoking by the Blue Dot Sessions.